If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Saga fête, saga fête. Saga fête. Nous disons d'apporter un épisode bas, nous retourner. Nous retourner, nous retourner, mes amis. Il y a un lot gros, gros invité. Et je suis invité ça. Et je connais des invités ça from Lawrence Gonzalez, qui était passé dans l'épisode là, qui était passé dans le podcast là déjà. Et il a parlé de lui, il dit definitely fuck nous. Euh, fait interview avec lui et puis recently nous t'es passé dans 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 une podcast ou dans podcast mm-hmm. invité à des gagnants côté que nous la the whole coin podcast team t'es <laughs> t'es allé sur plateforme yo qui c'est d'apprenti grillo non yeah n'alpenti on type la grillo le bois <laughs> et t'es vraiment you know we had a great conversation and t'as parlé de et how to build wealth in the community et passer son très 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 bel épisode et avec nouveau podcast à tout you guys could also go check it out so without any further ado let me go ahead and give you guys an introduction of the invité <laughs> so she has over nine years of experience developing ideas to scale and strategic development of organizations and business uh, the business curiosity sparked when her mother abby showed her the potential of using her gift to make things through entrepreneurship efforts currently she's the ceo ceo of 1159 inc a consulting and educational firm that works as strategic partners with entrepreneurs to unlock growth to build sustainable profitable businesses her superpower is being a transformational thinker leveraging her ability to see potential areas of growth and providing strategic solutions to complex problems mes amis et without any further ado c'est un, un plaisir son son honneur pour nous gagner avec nous aujourd'hui à et miss lovely mère de luce lovely welcome hi, hi everyone um merci que nous invité pour me parler dans colim you know I'm really happy about it. My my bonne Kringlish, okay? Ça veut dire que pas les créoles n'attendent les antiques créoles pas maintenant. Et puis ma bonne en anglais parce qu'on est. On fait plus tard parler anglais créole en jamais l'autre même genre Wyclef te dit. Ça veut dire que ça ma bonne une jeune j'aime capable ma bonne lui mais peut-être you know you know n'attendent n'apprennent. N'apprennent. Débouper mon yo whatever language you choose go on as long as you know you hear. Thank you for that. Um. Actually, man, for God, glad by introduction, so I go by and profitable, sustainable, you know? you know, so um, definitely thank you, you know, for being here. Lovely. Um, Did we miss anything? Anything you want to, you know, give in terms of like intro about yourself? Um, You know, it's not your time. Um, one of the, because I have for me, my palim, that way, the concept, I'm really passionate about the community I see now. 
you know, nous avons une non-profit pour cinq ans, que nous avons fait des bagages éducationnels Haïti, nous avons fait un peu de discours, un peu de bagages de leadership development, parce que nous avons pensé que ouais mon vous avez un peu de problème dans le pays, mais depuis pas de leadership, même si nous avons attaqué la santé, attaqué l'éducation, l'infrastructure, mais depuis pas de leader, non côté, pas de avancement. Ça veut dire que ça nous a fait un peu de travail dans ce sens-là, mais pour mentionner ça, si nous retourner pour retourner dans le domaine ça, parce que nous avons vraiment aimé pour un peu de monde comprendre que depuis qu'il y a un manquement de leaders, même si nous avons une bonne idée, il n'est pas privé, il n'est pas réussi. Donc, nous avons aimé passionner ça. That's good. That's good. Um, so before we get into the the meat of the of the episode, nous toujours nous toujours prenons moment ça to to allow our guests to flex their Haitian muscle. Lovely, right? So we were thinking, like, man, how how can, should we make it hard? You know, this businesswoman here, or should we should we make it easy? So we we know that you're from Ansuis, right? Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that you know Haiti. You know, we're trying to highlight Haiti. We're trying to promote Haiti. Um, you know, if you're from Akaya, you know that. Akaya is known for banan. If you're from Semak, you know that Semak is known for, for Lalo. Flex your Haitian muscle. Flex your pride where you're from. Tell us what's known, like what the good food, the go-to food is for your um, area. I'm going to So I'm going to go ahead. i that's that's what's up. They'll be like to be team going into Jodi. They will be using Bondiri, Latiboni. And that, that even, even like, I think they, they used to be one of the major um, producers of, of rice in the yeah. country early on, too. So yeah. that's what's up, man. That's what's up. As someone who come from Latiboni myself, I second that. Best Diri, best Lalo. Lali, St. Mac, Masha, good night. Mais mes bonnes n'a qu'un qu'on est pas même c'est Boakaem sorti avec avec Khan um de gagner toute usine Kanyo Bola plein that's what i know all right well lovely let's let's jump right into it uh, from what from what i was reading uh, you know when i was reading your bio i was like wow she's really into um scaling businesses and and developing businesses and you know finding ways to to help businesses to grow where where would you say that passion uh, came from? Um, it started when, like, I wrote in, essentially when I was about 14, my mom had, like, things that she would do to supplement income, right? And at one point, she really got this buzz, and she wanted to start this thing called LSJ Business Cleaning Services. And eventually, she ended up having a contract with um, one of the local condominiums, and it was pretty big. I mean, this is a, a, a space that had thousands of, you know, um homes and things like that and she kind of developed like a contract with them just to ad hoc and she would have some of the people that she would help with uh with their cleaning services in terms of like the old people because she used to be part of healthcare she used to be a cna and my mom has always been enterprise enterprising and entrepreneurial essentially she's always been about enterprising even now my mom had a stroke like 10 years ago and she still has her little boutique in haiti 
she's still like I remember at one point after like two years three years after having the soak she was on eBay trying to get solar panels so that she could you know ship to Florida so she can get to Haiti and sell those and resell them so she's always been that way but one one of the things that I noticed is like the moment she had the strokes the business stopped the Mm -hmm. moment that something went wrong it stopped and at 18, I didn't understand the complications because I was dealing with very hard stuff, but I still had to keep going to school. I still had to kind of still do life. And it brought this, now looking back, it brought this spark of being an entrepreneur and understanding that, yes, it's great that it can bring supplemental income, but there's a level to entrepreneurship that it can bring generational legacy and generational income that even after the business has been done, that's why you see the Walmart family, right? People talk about their legacy of the Walmart or you see Publix. And people that have founded these companies are long and gone, but they're still here today continuing it or perhaps maybe they're not continuing the same model of business but the money from the business that they sold or money from an idea that grandpa had is still now circulating for them to create new type of enterprises right so those walmart families they didn't only stay in walmart corporation if you start to research some of the family members you'll realize that they have other enterprises and other ideas now they're growing and scaling and i was fascinated and that's why for me everybody's an entrepreneur from the sense of you and your family, whether you're using your nine to five to generate a corporation, the family kind of functions in a way that a corporation and business function. It's for, an, we have to have an objective. We have to have a vision. So I started to see that entrepreneurship wasn't about quitting your nine to five or, you know, when the way I do it, which is like full-time entrepreneurship, it was also a way of life. It is a way of creating something that can be passed on and meeting business objectives across the board, but then we all have life objectives. So that when I started to see that it connected in so many different ways and so many different avenues, it gave me understanding that I want to be entrepreneurial and an investor. The true bred entrepreneur, people want to say, oh, you know, this person's a business owner, they're an investor. The true bred, like the person that really is understanding entrepreneur, we're investors at heart. That's what we do. We invest in ideas, taking them to scale, and then we continue to do that. And I, that's where my journey began. But I really, as I started to evolve, saw from 14, now that I'm, you know, 30 years old, the 16 years of experience is really understanding that it's all connected in some type of way. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Oof, that, that was a lot. I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh one listening to your passion and, and your source. I think that's gonna propel you and it's gonna push you to keep going. Um, because it's evident, it's tangible. Um, so thank you. And I can't tell you how how grateful we are to have somebody like you, like someone that that is like a brand strategist to, to help scale businesses. Because I, I don't think us as Haitians, and I'm generalizing, uh, maybe there are. But we don't think about that that second aspect of creating a business, right? We have the creating a business, we have, but we don't think about the scaling and the scaling up and, and leaving it for generations. So it was wonderful to hear you say, you know, people have to start thinking about being in there for the generational legacy and 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 having money recirculate within your family. I think right. that's that's definitely big. that's big. That's big. I don't, you know, you see even in the way people create like restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm just creating this restaurant to make money. Customer service is not a thing for me. I'm just going to give you the food right here because I know I can cook, but nothing about necessarily scaling up. But let's think about opening in a second, a third or fourth or even a franchise, you know? And so that, that is definitely important for you to to say that and for people to listen to that. Um, But I was, I was wondering like, why the name 1159? Talk. Oh yeah. It's it's really interesting, but I'll, I'll give you the small synopsis of it. It's because when people, by the time people come to us, they're sometime in crisis mode or like, mm. I don't know what to do. 
Mm. And yeah, when you talk about 1159, it represents a change. It represents that right that moment, right before 12 o'clock in the time that the date changes. It also <laughs> represents that time when the year is doing an incremental change. So when you come to us, we're about to give you that change. A new day is coming. A fresh start is coming for you. And it's not going to be the same season that you were in. And so when you come to 1159, just know and explain, expect that you're going to go through transformational change. And so that's the pivot. That is a time that that representation of that moment right before change is coming. And you're going to come to us at that time. And by the time we're done, we'll, we'll cross over with you into something new. So that's where it comes from. I, I like it. I like it. I really like it. So I guess, tell me a little bit more about, you know, the type of services that you provide. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm a client, if I come to you, you know, what, what type of services should I expect from? So there's two, there's two core, two core functions of the company. We have the educational background that we do, which is brands that monetize, which really is for the entrepreneur that needs to build out business skills, specifically in the area of marketing and sales. Because if you don't get the marketing and sales, we can't even talk about, we can't talk about scaling because scaling requires you to have money to invest. Scaling requires you to have team members and things like that. So a lot of times when entrepreneurs come to us, we're like, okay, I know you want to scale up, but you don't have great branding. You don't have skills, um, sales skills. Let's put you in that bucket for you to learn those things, get you to your first six and seven figures. Well, get you for once you pass that six figure mark, you can kind of do the other side of us. But let's get you consistent sales. Let's get you to the point that you're good and you go through that path. But the core of our consulting is we have two pro two programs, two types of services. One is called Emerging CEOs, where we develop the leader themselves, because no matter what you do with the company, if the leader sucks, the leader sucks. No matter what structure you put, no matter what systems, if you do not know how to lead effectively, and I'm not even talking about others, lead yourself, manage yourself, you won't be effective in leading others. So that program is specifically for the overwhelmed stress that I'm doing everything. I don't know how to delegate. I don't know what what my, I don't even know what's going to happen next quarter. I don't even have a plan. I don't even have things down. Let's help you develop a framework around your CEO profile. And then we have operating at scale. Operating at scale, someone, they've learned how to make revenue in their business. They don't necessarily have a marketing problem just to say. They don't necessarily have a systems problem, but it's not organized and they're not ready to take it to the next level. So it's working, but it's not working as efficiently and well as it can. So you might see that that particular company does have sales. They have people, they have clients, but then you start looking behind the scenes. You're like, this is a mess. Everything's everywhere but the company is still alive because they're making sales and they have some type of revenue coming in. So at operating at sales, we literally de facto break everything in your company and rebuild it back up and get your system ready for that next level of growth. So maybe you were at 5,000 customers. Now you're trying to get to 10. We're going to break because what worked that to get you to 5,000 is not going to be what works from 5,000 to 10,000. So we'll break the system down, rebuild it back up so that you can function. So we, this is what I call the operating system of the company. And that's why it's called operating at scale like the os yeah yeah, yeah. like the oas is the operating system of your company so that's what we work yeah <laughs> lovely is clever with the names man yeah you got to be yeah so you you mentioned something really profound and i, I want to go back to that um mm-hmm. spoke about you know having um the the ceo develop themselves in a way right so i, I feel yeah. like there's something that uh most entrepreneurs um I guess ignore the that aspect of self development, like actually develop themselves and mm-hmm. to actually lead a team or to actually lead a business, and that's 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 really big. Um, 
uh, and I, I really, um, I really like, uh, I really like that uh, service that you provide. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I for me, you said you you said so many things. You said, you know, working, you know, the OS idea. But in your experience, and you also mentioned like breaking things down and building back up, mm-hmm. right? So, foundationally, in your experience, where do you feel like young Haitian businesses? go wrong like and and i guess in that in that same token what steps can they take from the beginning so they don't have to uh get you to break everything down because like you said a lot of times on the outside of it the business look good right the food is good so that's why they get people right i'm Mm -hmm. still sticking to that restaurant analogy right the food is good so you know they're getting people everybody is coming to buy the soup whatever in the morning but at the same time, when you like you mentioned, when you look at the background of it, you see, whoa, everything's a mess. Mm-hmm. So in, in your experience, where do people go wrong foundationally and um, how can you put them in a better? what do you do to put them in a better position? What steps do you take with them um, to on, scale later on? On the foundational side, what's most problematic is people confuse having a skill and having a business skill. You know how to cook. You do not know how to run a business. Those are two different skills. Mm-hmm. You know how to be a graphic designer. You don't know how to run a business that's an ag- a creative agency. So mm-hmm. you have to first think about what is my zone of genius? I might be, most people kind of start off, like you said, with a skill set or a product that they create. This is a beautiful shirt. Let me go ahead and then, you know, get the shirt out there. Foundationally, what I want you to work on is already knowing that that's not my zone of genius, getting someone to help early. So what most people want me to tell you or the answer most people want to hear is let me show you the five, six, seven things you need to do. You And then you hear what I said you need to do. Mm-hmm. You already from the get-go need to understand that you don't know everything. That is the humility of entrepreneurship. Surrounding yourself with networks of like, hey, do I have a friend that might be a CPA? Let me ask a few questions. That is the first thing. The first thing is writing down what you don't know. What mm-hmm. are the things that I don't know about business? Well, I know that I'm going to sell things. What about taxes? What about these other things? So the first thing that I would ha- I typically have entrepreneurs do is where's, where are your strong suits? Where do you really have true expertise? You might be a great manufacturer person. You might be a good connector. Once you have those things, start, start right then and there, start writing your gaps. Things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do I legally structure? Don't know that. Is this going to be a side hustle? that turns into a full-time hustle. I don't know that answer yet. Let me put a question mark there. You have to first identify the pieces you have and the pieces that you don't have. This mm. is building a building a um, business is like building a big behind puzzle or building a house. I mm. might have an idea of how many rooms I have, but am I the architect that can ra- write it, can draw the plans? No. Mm. Can I build it? No. Do I know how to lay down um, tiles? No. What, what problem that I have? I have a lot of other problems. What I do have is I know that I, I know what I want, which is a four bedroom house with two bathrooms. I have, mm. and, and I have good credit so that I can go ahead and maybe get some a mortgage. Okay, I have a few things here, but I still need to talk to a lender. So you start to identify your gaps. And I think when you're talking about foundationally, know what you know and what you don't know, start figuring out the who, not even the how, the who. I have gotten more success talking to someone than I did trying to research the answer. Google has a lot of answers, but it takes a professional five minutes to tell me something. I'm going to take, what, five weeks to find out this works and this doesn't? Talk to the who. Like, we need to get more entrepreneurial understanding. Who do, who do I need to talk to? Not what I need to do. Who is going to give me this, the framework and structure? And then I might have three different who's in an area. 
so that I can see what's matching up and what's aligning. So the first thing is identifying you. Like I keep going back to the you aspect yeah. because the business is only as good as the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, people, people tell me all the time, you know, businesses particularly fail. You know why? Because people fail, not the business idea. Mm-hmm. People, they mm-hmm. don't know the, um, the parameters. Most business fail not because they don't have sales. They don't know how to handle cash flow. But do you know who knows how to handle cash flow? accountants, CPAs, financial people, you need to be talking to the right who. Man. (laughs) Identify your you. Like, you can have, man, I I took notes. Lovely. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I, what I got from what you said. Identify your you. Having a skill and and having a business know-how are two different things. Be honest with yourself. Don't lie. you're, You're talking about this. You're saying like a lot of people are looking for like, you know, six steps or five steps or whatever. And technically, indirectly, you gave them the steps. It may not be the steps that they want to hear, but that's the steps. Know who you are. Know what you're really capable of. And we don't do that. A lot of times, we don't do that for the houses that we want to build. And you're absolutely right. People say, you know what? I want a balcony. But you don't go out there and build it, you know, a full round balcony or, or full swimming pool, whatever, however large, whatever. You go to the people that actually mm-hmm. knows how to do these things and you establish a network and, and and know what your true expertise are. And I like that. I didn't think about the last one, write your gaps, like write the things that you, you, you really don't do well. Yeah. That way you can establish your network easier. Right. That's, that's 59 has gaps. Like I literally talk to business development. We just put someone on for our business development because I have reached my capacity of my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And I needed someone to, and I spoke to her and she's like, no, you, you actually have everything right. You're just early. That's just what it is. But I needed to hear that because I don't have that perspective. She has 15, 18 years experiences in doing ads for big companies like PG, Papa John. Like she has massive experience. And to hear that person have massive experience tell you you're doing what you're doing well, you're just early, gives you that peace to know, okay, I just need to keep grinding. I just need to keep grinding. So you need to get your who's. And also another thing that I want to add to it is you can't build a mansion on a little bit of acre. Mm. So some people are, are, they have a big vision, very little bit of land. And they're wondering why the, you know, the metrics and the things are not working. Not you got to buy more land. You're fixing the wrong problem. Mm-hmm. So you need to know how, like, it, this is too much. Like I could go on about this. This is my jam. This is the thing that I love doing, but yeah, yeah. entrepreneurs. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> you, uh, you remind me of this book that I read. It's called The E-Myth. Yes, it's yes. About- yeah, it talks about the importance of working on your business and not in your business. Yeah, exactly. Man, like everything you were saying here is like, I, it, it kept going back to my head. It's like, okay, work on your business, not in your business. Mm-hmm. What areas, what what are the gaps? What are the things that, you know, you can or cannot do and identify who can be uh, helpful in that situation? Yep. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so on that note, what are... I guess some resources would you say that Haitian businesses need uh, or should take advantage of? I mean, we, you know, we have, like you mentioned earlier, you know, we have access to Google, we have access to all this, but sometimes it, it can be overwhelming. Overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some, especially for a startup, what, what are some resources out there that can at least start taking advantage of now to... Like almost every region has a United States Business Administration Bureau 
or score.com or score.org, I believe. And you need to use the resources just to talk to someone, right? Sometimes it's literally going and going to those resources, resource centers and asking a few questions like, hey, what kind of regulations am I looking for if I want to start a restaurant? Um, what kind of regulations am I going to look for if I want to be like some some businesses are what I call low entry. They require very little. You can literally start like a, a side hustle. You don't necessarily need to get an LLC right away. Let's see if you can get one or two, three clients, right? Let's not skip things. But like a restaurant requires a whole different type of investment. That's a whole different type of process. You can't just kind of skip steps in restaurants unless you want to get fined. So you need to understand what are you in a business that's low entry that would require very little for you to get started? Or are you in a more so high cost, high entry business that's going to need capital, capital investment? One of the biggest things that I know that we struggle with is a lot of times we don't have the capital to start off big ideas. And so when I start talking about scale, everybody's like, oh my gosh, the money, the money, money. But you need to realize one thing, one error that I made when I first started my first branding business before is I didn't understand the value in establishing like rapport with business and structures like, like banks. And so now you need capital investment, but you're co-milling your funds. And how are you going to, when you're co-milling your funds, how are you going to go tell the bank that the business has X, Y, Z? Cause you, you pay rent from this too. You, you know, you buy your clothes from, you know, Zara from this too. Like it's, it's not clear which, you know, which path. So I definitely would think like one of the two structural things that you need to understand is your business structure and your financial structure for your small business. So if you can get those two things established really well, really early on, it helps you in the long run because you want to start having relationships, relationships with institutions. I don't see banks anymore as Chase. I see it as Susan that handles our business account. I'm talking to Susan. Me, let's, Susan, we're going to be friends. Like we're supposed to open up a secondary account with um, JP Morgan because the current account that we have, there's certain capital things that we can't do. When I go to JP Morgan, I don't want to just talk about, oh yeah, I just opened it. No, 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 Susan, come, we're going to be friends here. Talk <laughs> to me. What other businesses do you see come here? What are some resources that JP Morgan has that I don't know about? Make the people that you're working with work for you, even if they're not your employee. They are here to offer services. They want to look good to their boss too. Make sure that you're building rapport with those people. So go to score.com, figure out if there's an, a regional agency next to you. Go like literally face-to-face, walk into these things and start having conversation. And you'll be surprised what other resources. They might tell you, hey, there's actually QuickBooks has a free class for um, entrepreneurs. Um, you can go ahead and take this, this um, quick financial one-on-one class, but you have to then be willing to want to do the work. So there's so much resources but you have to be able to say, okay, which ones do I really need right now? And which ones can I save for later? But go to score.org. Um, so it's just like one of the biggest things that, you know, um, I really want to make sure that at the end of the day, that you go to these places and bureaus and, and have real relationships with them. Because I keep reiterating, it's not the resources, the people. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you all the books, but I really want you to go to these, these bureaus, walk in there figure out if they have a regional office, figure out who are they having some online digital things on Zoom that you can see somebody because it's in business, it's really about network. So yes, I can tell you the resources like, oh, you can read this book, read this, do that. But really, what really is going to help you is really, really being able to connect somebody on site. I like that. I think I think that ties into what you were saying earlier too. Like you know, know the people, identify the people that you need on your side, right? Um, Like you were saying earlier, you know, these, these banks, and these people, they they want to make money as well, and they want to 
they want to be able to brag on themselves about helping small businesses. So use however many resources available, especially aligning with what it is that you're passionate about. So if you're, if you're, if you're scaling or if you're thinking about just, you know, doing hair for two or three people and you don't think about necessarily going to the bank right away, but if you're, you know, opening a restaurant or a chain, you know, food chain, whatever, then yeah, you might need to start thinking about these individuals. So with all this gem that you're, you're dropping, um, let's, let's switch over to um, your summit, your fun, your entrepreneur playbook um, that is happening in, um, you know, May of 2022. Uh, what is the goal behind it? Talk a little bit about, about that. So we're, cre- we're, we're, we're curating, a room of 50 entrepreneurs, that's what we're capping at. There's not going to be 51. There's not going to be 52. 50 businesses are going to be there. The thing about this is not informational. You're not going to sit there and hear about marketing or operations. You're really going to actually be working on, on your business. So what's different about the Entrepreneur Playbook Live is that we really will have like a whole interactive online space where you're going to have real life coaches in different areas of business walk you through what you need to do, which is completely different mm. from most summits and conferences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people, you just go, you learn about marketing, you learn about operations, you learn about entrepreneurship, and then they give you the information and you go out into the world and figure it out. But for those 2.5 days, you're getting coached. You're getting implementative steps right away. This is what you need to do. Somebody's going to look at your branding. Somebody's going to look at your website, giving you real life feedback. And in the room, because we have a mix, there's going to be website designers there. There's going to be graphic designers there. There's going to be marketing experts there. We have people that are speaking from different, um, I have one lady that's coming. She has 20 years experience in establishing and getting businesses capital and finance. So being in that room literally is going to give you access to people that you couldn't afford to get on an hourly or consulting. Like the people that I'm bringing are heavy hitters and you may not know them in terms of, oh, these people are super popular. I know them personally and I know the history of their businesses that they've had and what they've done. Their coaching packages start at five ten thousand dollars. Their their consulting hours are five hundred dollars an hour. You're paying less than a thousand dollars to be there for two point five days and soak up that energy and soak up being in that room. I don't know why you're not getting a ticket. Like I've been telling everyone, like I don't understand. Like if Get you have a ticket. business idea, why you don't have a ticket going to Atlanta already? Mm. <laughs> because it's just it's just invaluable. And then if you do the VIP ticket, you're gonna be and um you're getting you're getting all the recordings post event. You're also getting Saturday night, um, a, a private dinner. That's just going to be it's just a lot of a lot of things coming to mm-hmm. that. The crazy thing about it, and I'm going I'm to top this and I'm going to stop speaking. The <laughs> moment you purchase a ticket, you're part of the community. And the moment you do, you get a monthly training with me every month leading wow. up until May. I don't know why you don't have a ticket. Yeah, this, this is a full package. Like, <laughs> Y'all not seeing Lovely right now. If you, like, man, Lovely is so jittery. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Up. That's amazing. Like, I, the value is just stupid bananas. And this is my opus to the community and to the people and to everyone. This is not only for us to, for you to know 1159. To be honest with you, I'm doing this because I knew I needed this when I was 18 and I was first starting off. And I didn't have the resources. We drop less. You, you drop. You're gonna drop more money buying your iPhone and the AirPods coming to this event, even after tickets, because Atlanta is a hub. The tickets to Atlanta are usually not that crazy expensive. You take. It's gonna cost you maybe after investment and stuff less than two thousand dollars to make that if you don't get a VIP ticket, which is fine with me. Not everybody can be VIP. This is what it is. But 
you're going to get so much value of showing up again. I just like, to me, I've been saying this, like if you miss out, cause it's not going to be like that the following year, it's going to get more pricier, more investing. I have people coming like just letting you know the price is going up, but <laughs> this is my opus. This is my, thank you. This is my, you've been saying you don't have the resource. You've been saying you've been, Oh, I've been with this coach and it didn't work. I've been with this person. I've invested thousands of dollars. Here's something that's not only being hosted, but you're going to be serviced at a level that I have not seen anybody yeah. do at this price point. Yeah. Anybody. Let me, I'm going to repeat that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Lovely. Starting, like, if you don't, if you don't add us in your armamentarium, that's on you, man. I'm here yeah. offering. Take right. it. That's so it, it's, it's clear as day. And to me, it's like, I know the people that's going to be in those rooms. I already know like the value up front is probably like 10 K minimum. Yeah. <laughs> just at an ease because our consulting packages start at $5,000, like for me to consult, but we're really curating this group of 50 people to really uplift them. And it will never be done like this again. And I can guarantee you that. Hmm. So. No, this is, this is amazing. That's it's very unique. I really like the concept and I, I like the fact that, you know, it's not just informational, you know, I've been to multiple, you know, um, informational. <laughs> you come back. It's like, where do I start? There's so much going on, but this is different. So I, I really encourage the audience to, uh, especially if you, you know, have a startup right now, or you're in a position where you're confused, right? You don't know what to do next. You know, this is, this is your, this is your year. This is your time. So go ahead and get your ticket. And, um, Lovely. It's like, bring your business plan, bring your website. We're going to look at everything, everything, literally, Amazing. literally. So <clears throat> lovely. So you started this ent entrepreneurship journey, uh, like you mentioned at 18. So knowing what you know now, what, what would you do differently if you were to start over again? I would have literally, um, I literally would have spent a lot of my time doing taking more risks, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I was granted a lot of favor in terms of like just people that I knew. Like I, I mentored under some great people. Like one of the mentors that I had had a multi-million dollar business and let me run through their operations. Like literally wow. make mistakes, do everything wrong. And wow. Just like I, those, those three years of my life was intense, but I would have taken more risks. I would have actually been more open to um, to being more out there. I was very inverted, I think, at one point in my life, but it was more so self-confidence. And that's why I tell you about the self-development, mm -hmm. because I realized that it wasn't an idea problem. It wasn't even a skill set problem. It was a confidence problem. I wasn't assured of what I didn't know. But, you know, like that made sense at the age that I was in. I was coming into and it was a process. I'm glad that I wasn't out there looking back because of everything that I've learned. Then I would have taken more risks. I would have did more international things because I had mentors that were willing to say, hey, you want to go to this place? We'll, you know, we'll pay. But, you know, there's this fear, like the Haitian parent in you is in the back of your ear. Right, right, you right. know, so, you, we, you know, we're taught to be super conservative because our parents didn't have and they understand it. Like if you lose something, you may never get it back. Not realizing we are not, we're not our parents anymore. We can have a little bit of space to take a little bit of risk. And I, I wish I would have taken more risk and would have capitalized on the opportunity. Like if I talk to you about the opportunities that I've had that I've given, I've passed on, never going to be happening again. Cause now I'm like, I'll take every drop of everything. I, I literally squeeze that last bit of that lemon because I understood that what I gave up. But yeah. now that I know that I would have just taken more risk and would have bet on myself a lot more. 
That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> I wanna I wanna read this quote that I, I read from you. I told you we do a little bit of stocking, and you wrote I, this I, on I heard. Your, one of your one of your systems, and I kind of want to read it for folks just to get an idea of who Lovely is and how she thinks about things. Um, she she wrote on her platform. We often quit too early and don't realize that you are almost there. I know viral moments seems to be the way to go, but reality is it's the consistent messaging that resonates that unlock so when you're starting a business you know it may not seem like oh man you know everything is going upside down or i don't know where to start or this scaling up is too much but you know just don't quit that's why you have people like lovely who are business strategists and and brand gurus that you can go to and and like i love the thing about her she says even she has gaps so she's gonna cover her gaps by bringing others with her on that journey to help you also grow um that's amazing lovely we're gonna we're gonna transition real quick Yay. um we're gonna transition to rapid fire questions okay um so that's where you just say the first thing you could think about um and you know just a little bit more relaxed all right luther go ahead all right first question lovely who has the greatest impact on you my mother okay. your mother Abby, right? Yep. All right. Um, greatest lesson learned? Be patient. Be patient. Okay. Okay. So what are some uh, few skills you're currently learning right now? Ooh, um, my favorite right now, I'm learning about um, scaling up the systems of business. So I'm literally, my the book that I'm reading right now, it's right here. It's called the High Growth um, Handbook. It's about taking your company from 10 people to 10,000. So I'm thinking about what it would look like to run a 10,000 person consulting firm in 10 years or less. Yeah. Okay. Nice. High Growth Handbook? Yep. Who is it by? It is by Ed Eld, Gil, so E-L-A-D, G-I-L, scaling startups from 10 to 10,000 people. Jail. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. 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 Um, so when you're not doing all that, when you're not thinking business, when you're not, you know, out here stressing over other things, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? Um, I'm very, very like reading oriented. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, lovely. Anything else? I love reading, but I love dancing as well. And um, I love exploring. So I'm all my friends always say, like, lovely knows the best restaurant. She always have one. I don't do activities often, but if I ever plan one, it's no, it's going to be fire because I just, I love curating and that's the researcher in me. So I love curating experiences. So when you say dancing, what are you talking about? You know, Oh, wow. Okay. You know, you know, that's, that's the, that's the buttery part of it. So you mentioned, you mentioned restaurants. You talking about restaurants in Boston or restaurants just anywhere else in Florida? Anywhere like curated experiences. I love, like, I love going to things like one of my friends came, we went to a Moroccan restaurant. It was really beautiful, really nice. We had, um, like just food that was just, you know, not typical. I like those type of experiences. And I also like, I'm doing activities where you can see things and explore. I'm big on doing things that are not the norm like so going to a museum that you wouldn't typically go to doing experiences and um, just things that are just fun like I went to see these um, ice sculptor things last year that were just so beautiful and it looked like something out of a movie like one of those you know winterland movies and I love things like that because it's really experience my children are going to be explorer my mom by the time I was 14 I've been to every single state on the eastern side of the United States Mm. so 
I've always been like the person that, you know, we take these summer trips and then, you know, go to Georgia, go to the Carolinas, have these things and, you know, spent summers in New York, spent summers in, in Rhode Island. And my mom wasn't rich, but she gave us rich experiences. So that to me is really the things that I really loved. Awesome. I've always heard that Boston sucks as a, as a state to go visit. Um, you That's know, a lie. Massachusetts. So <laughs> you know. I, um, so now that I know that you are, you, you're a curator at heart and yeah. in terms of looking for, you know, things to do. I have uh, a list if, on my phone at all times. Okay. For, for mass, for, for yeah. where you're from. Yep. Oh, snap. I'm, I might need that list. Cause I, yeah. um, I want to take a trip there. Cause this, you know, I want to go where Haitians are. And I know that there's a lot of Haitians in, in like Boston in that area. Yes. So definitely, if you have things, if you have things like that to do, then I'm, I might hit you up because I thought, you know, they said Boston was a horrible place to be at sometimes. Nah, because people don't know how to, again, do things that are outside the norm. So mm-hmm. if you're from Miami, you're like, oh, where's the nearest club? You know, like, no, let's talk about more curated, cultural <laughs> things. There's Martha's Vineyard is not too far from here. You have so much. You have Cape Cod. You have all these things. There's like we go get some like we went to this place that's about 45 minutes from my house, get fresh behind lobster like right there and you're eating it with the butter and it's just so good. And you get to walk, walk these historical places and there's dooms and there's skies. I'm like, man. <sighs> like we, Luther, I, we got Corey, to Corey might have to do a live. Corey might have to do yeah. a live in, in, in Boston. In yeah. Boston. <laughs> A day in a life of lovely, and we're just walking around looking at new businesses in the area. (laughs) Yes. All right. I bet. It was amazing. Thank you, lovely. Thank you for stopping by. Oh, happy. It's a very good episode. I'm really happy. So how, if if somebody right now listening and they would like to connect with with you, how, how can... The listeners connect with you. Where, where can they find you? Um, so you can always find me on Instagram with Lovely Mardellis. Um, just connect with me there. We're rebranding our website for Loan 59, but you can actually still go to it and like fill out a form if you ever need services. But the most important thing right now, most people, I really feel like if you are where you are, just hit us up for the entrepreneurshipplaybooklive.com. The website is beautiful. Buy your ticket. Yeah, just get what you need. I think right now, if you are just in that space, this is the best service that we're offering at the moment. And I hope you don't do it too late that it's like we're sold out. And at that point, um, we're back to our normal service breakdown. So I hope that, you know, if you can, you definitely double down just visiting us and connecting us with that way. You'll find me, you'll find the information of the people that we're speaking, that are speaking to. Awesome. Go ahead, Mark. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Um, Lovely. Uh, we can't thank you enough. For being here, for dropping all the gems. Um, I was like a little kid in, in class again, just taking notes. Um, because you know, definitely we wanna we wanna brag about you, we wanna showcase a lot of the things that you're doing, that you're saying. Um, keep up the great work. You make us Thank proud you. in the Haitian community. Uh, we have people that we can say, Hey, I, I know this person doing amazing things and and getting people uh businesses started and started the right way, um, foundationally. So thank you for coming appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you Cohen. thank you yes thank you lovely once again mes amis pas oublier connecter avec nous tout côté we are everywhere apple podcast uh youtube uh spotify google podcast instagram facebook find us subscribe like find us support find us feedback après que nous avons amélioré cette affaire c'est avec vous amis pour lutter sans pas oublier mais nous tout aller
Tchau.